Broadcasting live from the center of the universe, it's business school without the BS. Featuring optometrist-turned-entrepreneur, Dr. Robert Zellner, with USSBA Entrepreneur of the Year, Clay Clark. It is the five-time show, let your boo begin, where we drop knowledge bombs for you in Portland. Teach the proven systems to make your ends, so you can produce the greenery like all the Oregon. Sue will call you Franklin, cause you got Benjamins. We'll call you Ben Pearl, cause you just bought a Benz. And then you'll be bragging to your wife and kids that your wallet's overweight, but it used to be thin. Thumbs away, this is play broadcasting with the Zen, with the focus locked in like San Quentin. Can I get a B to the O, O to the M? You've heard the rumors, he is I, and I is him. He be the Z, and I be the C. Now it's teaching business skills from play to Z. We both grew up poor, but we're poor no more. The goal of this show is to help you score. Right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Primetime Show on your radio. Today's show is entitled, is titled, today's show is titled, Ode to Leslie Odom Jr. Ooh. Ode to Leslie Odom Jr. I uh, recently went to St. Pete Beach in Florida, and whenever I travel, I travel with books. And so I read three books while I was gone. I read Capital Gains by Chip uh, Gaines, great book. I read Filling Up by Leslie Odom Jr., and I read Soaring by uh, T.D. Jakes. And I can say of the books I read, um, all of them were good, but this book really was um, a game changer for me because it reminded me of the things I used to not know. And I think it would encourage somebody out there. Leslie, o- Leslie Odom Jr. is one year younger than me. He was born in 1981, okay? So he's 36, but the world didn't know his name until three years ago. So imagine what it would be like to be 33 and to not be successful in your career. You feel like you're 33 and you feel like you have, you're, not, you're, you're not getting to where you want to go. So Leslie Odom Jr. in his book, he describes this. Before he got cast as Aaron Burr, the lead character in the Broadway musical Hamilton, before he got cast for that, his career had been spent largely doing things that he hated. So an example would be he actually got to be like the thumbprint guy on CSI. You know, so he had like a speaking line in that. And he was in all these movies. And in a lot of movies, he explains in his book, they typically need an African-American in most movies because they have to to keep it diverse. And so he said he would pretty much get a role as the token African-American in a lot of movies. And he said he just never got a chance to be taken seriously. And so he was just getting to a place of despair, just very, very frustrated. And he explains in his book called Failing Up, How to Take Risks, Aim Higher, and to Never Stop Learning, how he was able to break out of that cycle of being uh, stuck in his career. And so I'm going to go ahead and read you a notable quotable from, this will be page five, uh, from page five. And the question that I have here before I read this notable quotable is, what's weighing you down? What is weighing you down? Aaron, he, the, the, Leslie Odom Jr. asks the question, you know, what, what was weighing him down before he got the role of Aaron Burr in Hamilton? So he writes here, I found myself at one of life's most common rites of passage, a graduation. I knew from past experience that there would be things I'd have to leave behind. Some things don't travel well from one time in your life to the next, like broken down rides and ratty furniture, bad habits toxic relationships, unhealthy thought patterns, there should be shedding around graduation day. The old stuff will only weigh you down. 
On the, threst, on, the, on the threshold of a milestone birthday, I questioned whether I needed to lighten up. So I want to ask you this here, Dr. Sibley. There's somebody out there listening today who wants to be successful, but they have old thought patterns that have been proven to not work, old habits and old friendships that they need to let go of. They need to, they need to quit hanging out with those people. They need to quit thinking that way. They need to quit. They need to stop. They need, they need to check up from the neck up. Talk to talk to the listeners out there about why this is absolutely so powerful. Well, it's you're only as successful as the people you associate with. And obviously you want to start associating with people that are more successful from than you because you learn from them. So when you're down with bad ideas and a bad attitude and you've got these bad baggages you have to just kind of give yourself a mind enema and get all this <laughs> stuff out of you. Yes. So that you can have that energy return to you that you're missing right now because your business is in the dumpster. You know, Leslie Odom Jr., uh, one of the things that Leslie Odom Jr. writes here on page seven of his book, he says, some paradigm shifting advice from a mentor and practical application brought me from one of the saddest times in my life to a Broadway stage at what felt like the center of the theatrical universe for a time. Mentorship, he says. Some paradigm shifting advice from a mentor and practical application. Think about that. I think there's somebody out there that all you need is mentorship, but you also have to apply it. And Chubb, this idea blows my mind. I see this. I see an entrepreneur. Like I'll give you an example of a client I used to work with years ago. This guy was the most humble, coachable guy ever, and his business just grew. He came into our meetings. He's like, what do I need to do? I told him what to do. He said, how does Google work? I told him. He says, hey, how do I find good people? I tell him. He says, how do I make a sales script? I tell him. He just does it all. Big success. Now, his son, oh, his son, nah. his son, totally not coachable. His son, though, wants to start a company. And the dad says, Clay, I'd like to pay your coaching fees to help my son. And I said, do you think your son will be successful? And he says to me, no. Honest answer. That was the conversation we had. Right. I go, what? Why? And he goes, he's not coachable. You're, you're right. It would have been wasted money. But I'm not going to take your money if you don't want to actually apply what you're learning. Yeah. So Chuck, brag on some of your clients that you feel like these guys, they, they are applying what they're learning because there are people out there that are coachable, and all they need is to know what to do because they're yeah. going to go do it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first of all, I'd start with a guy that I met with yesterday, uh, Dr. Jay Schroeder oh. up in Franklin and Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Dr. Um, Jay taking the soul to the whole. This guy has been so diligent in implementing systems. His hiring system is up in full orbit. We're tracking literally everything that we need to track to know if his team is on uh, track, to know if we're seeing the amount, amount of patients we need to. And guess what? This week he is in Cabo on a vacation. Vacation. He's oh, hasn't wow. been able to take a, a real week-long vacation with his family for a long time, and now he is doing it. He's got people managing his practices. He's got doctors that are doing what needs to be done, and he's able to actually meet with them while he's gone because the systems are in place. It's awesome. Excuse me, Dr. J. Were you out there? With, with, with Dr. J. Go in there, Chuck. Where are you going? Uh, if you could just give me a nice uh, pineapple that's a kind of like a <laughs> – I just want one pineapple. That would be nice. And if also, if you could take the extra bacon from the buffet, from the buffet, that would be nice. And then, also, they have them coconuts. 
I want a coconut in the shape of like a monkey. If you could bring that back, that's all I'm saying, I've just seen Dr. Them. J. That's so anyway. Now, if you're listening out there and you're saying I, I want I want to go on a trip, I want to be successful. Okay, you got to grind. Got to grind. It's been he's been working with us for about a year and a half, and it has taken a lot of effort and a lot of weekends he's had to put in. He's had to miss some of his kids' events and things because he knew what he was working towards, and he's he's getting there. So Leslie Odom Jr. explains in his book that he basically gets stuck. He didn't know what to do, but there was a mentor available to him, but he didn't talk to him. And you know why, Chuck, he didn't talk to this potential mentor, why Mr. Stuart K. Robinson? Why is that? Well, Stuart K. Robinson was an actor coach. He's a, basically a life empowerment coach. He helps actors become successful. It's because it was his father-in-law. So he said he, he, the advice was too close. He couldn't be receptive until he had a breakdown. Once he had a breakdown, he's ready for that breakthrough. So he writes here on page eight. We met for food, and after listening thoughtfully to all the reasons why I had decided to leave the business, he wanted to quit acting. Sick of this, tired of that, regular depression, tokenism in movies, student loans, no money, ad complaint here. Stuart paused for a moment to make sure I was prepared to hear him. I sat up in my seat, ready to listen. He began, Les, of course you can quit. That's fine. And we can talk about what you might do next and how to go about it. And I can support you in that. But I'd love to see you actually try before you quit. Think about that. So he says, try? What did he mean, try? As a, as a working actor for over a decade, I had the wounds, calluses, and IMDB credits to show for it. When an <laughs> opportunity presented itself, you'd be hard-pressed to find many people who tried harder than me. Stuart knew this, and, I sti- and, and still he was looking at me and telling me he wanted me to try. He said, you know how to succeed when the phone is ringing. But what about when the phone's not ringing? Stewing on. What did you do for yourself today? Did you call anyone to get a job? In what ways did you take charge of your creative life? Did you send an email to someone who might be looking for an actor? Did you read anything? Did you write anything? Did you take a class? Did you practice? What step forward did you actually take today in the absence of the phone ringing? Stu was reminding me of that thing we all know deep down. If you're willing to take one meaningful step on your own behalf toward making a dream come true today, the universe will meet you where you are and help you take two. Man, that just, and I remember what it felt like to buy all my DJ equipment, to own it all, to have a storage facility. I'm paying like, is it 96th and Riverside, right over there across from a come and go gas station there. And uh, there was a Merritt's Bakery over there and I had my storage facility and I paid like $500 a month for that storage facility. And I paid like $2,000, $1,500 a month for my Yellow Page ad. And I had about $25,000 of equipment. And when a lead would come in, people would, this was before website leads, people would call. And if I missed the call, Chup, I'd call them back once. I've tried. I tried. All right, what can I do? If, if the DJs, you know, if I, I'd ask the DJs to try to generate referrals, they didn't do it. And I was afraid to pick up the phone. And I was alone and hopeless, and there was no business coming in. And then my wife said a horrible, horrible thing to me one day. yeah. Because she had a job. She worked at uh, Office Depot. She walked to work because we didn't have a car. We we shared a car. And she worked at ORU, and I had three jobs, Applebee's, Target, and DirecTV. And uh, she said, hey, are you going to sell something today? Because I always told her about these hot leads I was working on. So hot. I was like, I got these hot leads. I'm working on it. And she said, are you going to close something today? But not like in a mean way, just like she was concerned. And I remember thinking, frick. And that's when I realized I'm going to have to do something because nobody's going to come help me. Right. 
Jones. I went over to Jill Wittenberg's business at the Bridal Warehouse. I went up to Jill Wittenberg and I said, uh, hi, my name's Clay Clark, I'm a DJ, and I would like to um, see if all the brides who buy a gown from you could register for a chance to win a free DJ. And I'll give every single bride that books of dress or buys a dress from you, I'll give them 25% off, and I'll also give a free wedding to, some, to one of them. What, what do you think? And she says, yeah. And just the idea that she said yes, Chup, what? every week I would go bring the fishbowl back, and I had about 15 leads to call. That's awesome. And I decided to call them all until they cry, buy, or die. Mm. And I began to book two weddings a day, three weddings a day. I remember telling my wife, if I could just book you know, four or five every week for four or five weeks in a row, I'm gonna, if I could just book four or five weddings a week for four or five weeks in a row, I'm going to quit all three jobs. And just knowing what I had to do, it helped me, but I felt like I was stuck. Yeah. I know there's somebody out there listening, you feel stuck. And if you feel stuck, I would, I, I, without reservation, I encourage you to buy Failing Up by Leslie Odom Jr. It is a phenomenal read, Failing Up by Leslie Odom Jr. How to take risks and aim higher and never stop learning. Now, Chubb, one of the things you have to do to, to, to be successful as an entrepreneur is you can never be content. In our bathrooms, Chup, I wasn't really content with the level of clean. I wanted our porcelain palace to be so clean that, Chup, we could begin to use the urinals as a drinking fountain. Well, we're busy. you got to save time uh, where you right. can. I mean, what if there's a line for the drinking fountain? Why can't I use a urinal? These Ain't nobody got time for that. Right. So I thought, you know what? we got to call the best people. we got to call the people who've worked with a DuPont, Google, uh, Dr. Newsom, Z. Dr. Z, uh, Total Any Concepts. Chubb, who are these people? TheClassicClean.com. Classic janitorial service. Get a hold of these guys. TheClassicClean.com. Call them at 918-671-2046. 918-672-671-2046. Again, 918-671-2046. TheClassicClean.com. Com. Three, two, one, boom. You are now entering the dojo of Mojo and the Thrive Time Show. Thrive Time Show on the microphone. What is this? Top of the iTunes charts in the category of business. Drilling down on business topics like we are a dentist. Providing you with mentorship like you are an apprentice. And we go so fast that you might get motion sickness. Grab a pen and pad to the lab. Let's get in this. It's time to bear some fruit like some Florida oranges. Three, two, one. Here come the business ninjas. Sonic boom. Oh, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio, your daily audio dojo of mojo where you go to learn how to start and grow a successful company. We're reading today, we're reading some excerpts, we're breaking down uh, a book called Failing Up by Leslie Odom Jr. How to take risks, aim higher, and never stop learning. I can say this honestly of all the books I've ever read. Um, this is one of my favorites. It's just such an easy read. It's so sincere. It's so th- uh, authentic. As this man bears his soul and explain, explains what it's like to try to make money as an actor, going from check to check, never really getting ahead, but then coming to grips with the reason why he wasn't getting ahead was because he was the problem. Mm. And explaining for everybody out there who's ever seen the Hamilton musical or knows about Hamilton, uh, Leslie Odom Jr. played the main character, Aaron Burr. And he explains how his life is totally changed, not by getting that role, 
but by changing his mindset, which allowed him to get that role, allowed him to start a band. He now tours with his band, allowed him to write music, and allowed him to get more roles. I mean, this guy, I mean, it's just a fabulous, a fabulous story, a great read. And so I'm going to be reading here from page 11, page 11 from Failing Up by Leslie Odom Jr., where he writes, There was failure before, after two, in, drift, in drafting these pages. I try to choose personal stories and life lessons to help illustrate my thesis that spectacular failure is the secret to your ultimate success. There was failure before, after two. In drafting these pages, I try to choose personal stories and life lessons to help illustrate my thesis that spectacular failure is the secret ingredient to your ultimate success. Lynn Manuel Miranda, who wrote, who wrote the the Broadway sensation Hamilton, stalked an impulse and an inspiration for six years. He picked up Ron Chernow's biography about a complicated historical figure and wrote an entire musical odyssey that begins with the question how. He tracks the founding of a nation in a three-hour roller coaster ride that follows, and he pulls he pulls pieces together to discover how a bastard orphan, son of a whore, born in a squalor in a forgotten spot in the Caribbean, grows up to be a hero and and a scholar. Predictions, my friends, he says, are overrated. On the Hamilton stage alone, looking out at the empty seats, no one could have predicted the place where we'd find ourselves from the place we began. Think about that. So this guy started his acting career and had no momentum, but he was kind of afraid to fail. But he says that spectacular failure leads to success. So Chip, I think about this podcast. Yep. I think about, I don't know how many we've recorded. I don't, I don't know the number. It's, it, I would just say for about three years we've been recording. I mean, I'd say for seven years I've been recording video and audio training for the last seven years. I mean, just, just been grinding that out, you know, but the last three, two and a half we've been doing the podcast. And Chuck, do you remember what it felt like to be uh, not in the top 1,000 of iTunes? Yeah. I never talked to you about this, but I would have people just kind of give me updates about where we're at. And there's 530,000 podcasts in the world. Mm-hmm. And when we broke into the, the thousand, this is probably, what, four months ago, I uh, did a secret like a little jig, a little dance. Woo! Because <laughs> I knew we were in that top, you know, 5%. Yeah. But still, 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 still no one cares. Nobody. But now that we've hit in the world on iTunes, where, where are we? Where do we rank in the world right now? Number fifty-three out of how many? Out of five hundred and thirty thousand podcasts, according to Wall Street Journal, right on iTunes. Yep. So, but I had to fail more. We had to do more shows, get more shows out there, more content out there, more lines in the water. Doctor Sibley, what would you say for somebody listening out there who says, "I want to write a Hamilton play too"? I just don't want to spend the six years doing it. Or I want to become an actor and I want to be successful too. I just don't want to get rejected when I audition. What would you say to the person who fears rejection above all else? Prepare for failure. <laughs> if you That's the irony, isn't it? That's the irony of the whole thing. If you avoid failure, you become a failure. You're exactly. That's just a crazy idea to me. That, that blows my mind. If you avoid failure, by default, you become a failure. I, I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, one of our show sponsors, it's called Onyx Imaging. 
Now, Chuck, these guys are growing, are they not? They are, record month after month. So each month they're having record months. Are they right. growing by like 2%, 5%, more than 5%? Uh, anywhere from 15 to 30%. Every month? Yeah, just crushing it. And just we met them it. first at a workshop because I think one of their employees listens to our show. Cecil, shout out, brother. Cecil! Yeah. Yes. Cecil, you with so nice. <laughs> so, no, but Cecil... He recommended that the owners come to... So Cecil came to the workshop first. Yep. Then the second workshop, the owners came. Yep. And that's how we met those guys. Yep. But those guys run uh, commercials. They basically advertise our show, which means that we shamelessly plug them because they pay us. We, when people put their money where our mouth is, what we do is, one, we, we, we vet them to make sure they're a good vendor. That's first. And then, two, if we like them, we actually promote them. So we have, on average, people estimate that about 33,000 people listen to our show at any given time. Okay. So we know that they've landed a couple big accounts. That they've landed some big accounts. You know, people said, hey, I heard about you guys on the Thrive Time show. I got some big accounts. But think about how many people haven't called them, right? I mean, think about how many people right. have realized that their office supplies are very expensive. And they've realized that, hey, I, I really don't want to drive to... to office depot to get it 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 takes a lot of time and money but yet they still haven't called yet why has dr zellner advertised on radio for 26 years chip uh, to become top of mind of ubiquitous, he's a he's a term everybody knows who Doctor Zellner is now, right? Right. Because of that consistency, and he probably wasn't like the best. His his commercials probably weren't the very best commercials on day one, right? But he failed faster. He did more. He did more, and he got really good at him. Now everybody knows who Doctor Z is. He's now got into a great rhythm. Right. So if you're listening right now and, and you're saying to yourself, you know what, I want to reward the diligence of a hardworking company, I would encourage you to visit our friends at OnyxImaging.com. Chuck, tell us about the no-brainer they're offering right now so right now if you get a hold of these guys and request a printer service or office supply quote they're going to give you a free ink cartridge for whatever printer you currently have and the reason you want to get a hold of these guys is because first of all they're the highest reviewed uh, the most reviewed printer service printer supply company in oklahoma okay if your printer goes down they will bring you a loaner printer they'll take yours and fix it they have printer uh cartridges that they manufacture in tulsa with a lifetime warranty and they're 60 to 70 percent cheaper than the original manufactured one so Chuck, uh, I'm not convinced yet. Tell me what kind of people these guys are. These guys are super diligent, super hardworking, and caring people. That's the main thing that I've noticed about working with them is they literally want to do a good job. They care about their reputation. They care about their customers. Oh. So same and next day delivery, price matching on office supplies. Get a hold of them at onyximaging.com, O-N-Y-X imaging.com, or call them at 918-627-6611, 918-627-6611. Get your free ink cartridge today with a request for a printer service or office supply quote. I, I just will, I will tell you this. I, I love the, the Onyx Imaging. We use their services. They're great guys. And if you want to do me just one favor today, one favor. I got two two things you could do here. One, go to Onyx Imaging, buy something from those guys. They're great guys. Or go buy yourself, do yourself a treat. Buy buy the Failing Up book by Leslie Odom Jr. That book is spectacular. You've got to get it. Failing Up by Leslie Odom Jr. Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show. Have a business question? Email us today at info at thrivetimeshow.com. And Clay and Dr. Z will answer your business questions live on the air. All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to The Conversation. Today we're breaking down the best-selling book called Failing Up by Leslie Odom Jr., the man who played Aaron Burr on the hit Broadway musical phenomenon known as Hamilton. If you've yet to buy his book, it is so good. It brings me back to, at age 33, 
he was experiencing what I experienced at age 18. So I got a 15-year head start on him, um, but I felt the same emotions. I experienced the same, uh, the same process. I, I, I know what it's like when your life is not going the way you want it to go, and you're not getting ahead, and you, see, you don't see yourself improving, and you just feel like you're set adrift. You're just out there drifting. And you're out there just kind of on a dinghy, just kind of floating around, you know, thinking about getting back to the beach. And you're drifting further and further away. And you feel like you're going to end up being stuck, set adrift. You feel like you're going to be lost. And so he talks about this. And one of the things he talks about in his book is he talks about mentorship and the power of mentorship. And I'm going to read from page 16 of his book. He talks about what a mentorship relationship looks like. He says, like many others... I have an early educator to thank for helping me for helping me make the that initial connection. Mrs. Frances Turner was my 5th grade social studies teacher and my very first mentor. I was a rowdy, unfocused 10-year-old when I arrived in her class, and I can't say we hit it off right away. Back then I couldn't think of a subject more dry and joyless than social studies, and I held Mrs. Turner in contempt for having voluntarily chosen at this at at some point, this to be the subject that she taught. He moves on to explain. This is where it's crazy. She, he says, Still, I didn't have the tools yet to understand how to make myself behave like the other kids. I had no clue how to begin to put my energy to a better use. It would take five more years and the help of a no-nonsense social studies teacher to help me figure that out. So this teacher begins working with him to help him calm down. Just focus. And he talked about he really didn't hit it off with her at first. And I would say this, that mentorship is like absolutely a, a, it's a weird, it's a weird relationship. It's weird because you're asking someone to give you advice on how to get better. And if you were already doing it, then you wouldn't need the advice. So you ask somebody to help you. And if they tell you what to do and it's opposite of what you're doing, most people get irritated. So most people, this is so funny, but people say, let me sum up my business coaching meetings for my, with my really good clients I've worked with for years, like Dr. Joe Lye with Kirkpatrick and Lye. It's like this. Clay, how you doing, man? I said, doing great, Joe. What's going on? He tells me, I said, hey, let's look at your stats this week and see where we're at. Well, this week, Chup, he decided to start doing implementing the text system they Ooh. use to get a hold of patients. Yeah. And he booked 26 new patients this week as a result of having his front desk lady text everybody. It's awesome. Text all the customers. You text and call them, you know? Now, previously, they were just calling. The cool thing about Dr. Joe, though, is he doesn't fight me. He just says, hey, I want to start doing texting like you do for your haircut place. What program do you recommend? Boom, and, boom. and I said, I recommend Google Voice. He says, cool. How, what would you recommend that we do to make sure the leads get called right away? And I said, well, what you'll want to do is you want to set up a ringer on your email so when a lead comes in it immediately dings so when someone fills out the form it goes ding ding that that sound and he says okay cool he says to cut down on staff gossip or whatever what should i do i said put in the cameras yep they put the cameras in you can hold people accountable they know they're being watched and it's just better it's safety super target does it i mean come on walmart does it i mean disney it's good enough for them when you're driving your car now there's cameras everywhere i mean so you got it you got to do it but uh, uh, he never gives me pushback. So the relationship is very, very uh, win-win. 
Very copacetic, very good. Right. But there are some clients that want to be a client, and you, you saw me do that with a guy. I won't mention his name or industry, but uh, he wanted to be a coaching client. And do you remember the no-brainer that he was wanting to do? Uh, yeah. Don't mention his industry, but yeah. he let's say he did home repair of some kind. Yeah. So, Dr. Sibley, imagine that you had a someone who wanted to earn your business as a landscaper. <laughs> okay? He's in a business kind of related to this. Okay? It's not very far off. And he says, well, uh, my, 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 my no-brainer is if someone pays up front for the year, now, this is someone who's never used the landscaping service before. Right. If they pay up front for the year, I'll go ahead and mow their lawn for $500 as opposed to $750. But they've never used them before. Then I said, well, you should do the first mow for like a dollar or something so people can see you. And he goes, no, 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 no. You're, not, you're no. not getting it. You're not getting it. <laughs> I'm not going to mow their lawn unless they prepay. And I said, okay. you've been in business for how long? And Chubb, we're having a call with him. Yeah, yeah. He's been in business for years, uh-huh. and he's never made a profit. And he's going, so I want to know what language could I put on the site that will help people better understand the idea. And I said, so you're saying you want first-time customers who've never used you before to prepay in advance for a full year for landscaping for a discount. That's your no-brainer. He goes, absolutely. They can save a lot of money if they prepay. <laughs> Dr. Sibley, how do you handle a situation like that when somebody's asking for mentorship but doesn't want it? Well, first of all, that's kind of a ridiculous, <laughs> in, my, in my opinion, that you're going to ask someone to prepay all of this money right. when they don't even know who you are. Right. It's kind of like going into the doctor and you go, hey, I heard that you take out appendix. Yeah. I Are you good at it? Well, I don't know. <laughs> right. Just where? Just give me the money. Furthermore. Just give me some money. I tried to move on to step two. I said, so step two, we need to make sure you get Google reviews, because if you're absolutely loyal to this, you need to have at least 100 reviews so people will trust oh, you. Quickly. And he says, I am not going to call people and ask them for a review. That's a ridiculous waste of my time. I need to focus on the on the vision. So Chup, do you his remember white, how I, with his whiteboard? Do you remember how I ended that call? Can you can you go ahead and share with the thrivers what I did? Pretty much just said, "Hey, this will be the last time we talk, and we're not going to work together." And I'm going to refund you yeah, what refund you paid you because this is um, not a viable option in in our opinion. We've done this a lot of times with a lot of industries, and you're not willing to accept the advice that we know will work, and so it's just not going to be a good fit. And, and I did that back. on uh, Friday. Again, Friday was my weird day. That, yeah. that, that lady I was telling you about. Yeah. I did that on Friday. This lady, gosh, she calls us wanting to help her grow her business oh i remember yes and her website is a disaster and it's built on flash so it can't be indexed in google search results that's what you want and so she said i want to get to the top of google how do i do it i said well step one we need to switch to a wordpress based website and as opposed like the roofer i just talked to in louisville he like wanted to know he wanted to know how to do it he's like not arguing with me okay what i'll do she (laughs) literally i'm not kidding this is how she sounds she goes well, I'm not going to switch to WordPress. I just built my other site. And I'm like, that's cool, but because you just built it or because you've spent time on it doesn't change how Google works. Right. You still need to have a WordPress-based website. Oh, my gosh. Well, first off, if I'm going to hire you, I'm going to lead these meetings. You're not going to be leading me. And I'm like, and that's why you're not going to hire us. <laughs> but it's just crazy. I mean, there's just people out there that don't want mentorship. But if you read Leslie Odom's book, Failing Up, he explains how he resisted mentorship for years. And if we're all honest with ourselves, everybody, myself included, we've resi- we've resisted or resented mentorship at one point in our life. So I want to ask you, Mr. Listener, in what area are you pushing back against mentorship? And unfortunately, in the world of small business, 
I'd say 90% of small business owners push back about accounting best practices. That's they true. don't know. They're, they're not ahead of their taxes. They're behind on their taxes. They're not setting aside enough money for savings. They're not setting employees up properly, and they don't want mentorship in the areas of accounting, tax preparation, and finances. And if you want that account, that mentorship in accounting, I encourage you to go to hoodcpas.com. That's hoodcpas.com. Attend the world's best business workshop led by America's number one business coach for free by subscribing on iTunes and leaving us an objective review. Claim your tickets by emailing us proof that you did it and your contact information to info at thrivetimeshow.com. All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio, where today we are breaking down the best-selling book, Failing Up, by Leslie Odom Jr. Who's Leslie Odom Jr.? Well, Leslie Odom Jr. is the character who played, uh, the, the actor who played the character Aaron Burr in the Broadway musical phenomenon known as Hamilton. Since then, he has performed for sold-out audiences. He sung for the Obamas at the White House. He won a Tony Award for Best Leading Actor in a Musical. And he also now has a band where he's traveling around the country performing music. And I just, I just, I'm so excited about this guy's life and I'm excited about his heart. And at some point, Leslie Odom Jr., I would like to interview you on our show because the, the, your, your book was so powerful for me because as a coach, as a business coach, I always want to connect with my clients and help them succeed faster. And one of the things your book did is it brought me back to a place in my life where I remember what it was like to feel like I wasn't getting ahead, where I felt like I was stuck. And it's been so long since I felt like that, that this book was a great way to reconnect with that spirit of what it would feel like, that the memories of what it would feel like to not be able to grow. Now, in your book here on page 25, uh, and Leslie's talking about um, trust and how you have to have trust in somebody to receive mentorship from them. Trust, Chup, trust. I'm going to read this notable, quotable Chup, and I'd okay. like for you to explain this to the listeners and why you as a coach must have trust with that client. He writes, Trust opened the door to one of the most formative and valuable relationships of my young life. The tension and hostility faded away. Francis and I became congenial even friendly over the time after her meeting with my dad. I began to regard Mrs. Turner, this is his teacher, as someone in whom I could trust. For the next four years and for the rest of my time in middle school and even my first year of high school, my coach and I went undefeated in the Philadelphia speaking competitions. We had quite a run. So here is social studies teacher realized this kid had an overactive mind, and she says, Leslie, you gotta, you got to be more disciplined. You got to calm down. You got to quit freaking out in class. You got to. And so he absolutely would not listen to her. So his dad, you know, if your if your teacher calls your dad and says you have to come to school, it's going down. Right. <laughs> so Leslie's dad told him as a kid, he said, listen, your full time job is to work. I have a job, but your full time job is to work at your school, work at your studies, get good at school. So his dad was enraged that he had to go meet with his teacher. So Mrs. Turner sits his father down and explains to him that your son has unbelievable verbal communication skills and could really be something special, but he's a loose cannon. And so I need to be able to work with him, and I need for you to support me in that, because if not, he's going to be an idiot. Yeah. And his dad got him in the car 
and uh, no uncertain you know terms explained to him, you will listen to Mrs. Turner, and if you don't, <laughs> so he's like, okay, well, Mrs. Turner told him step one we're going to do. Your dad backs has, has my back. Your dad supports me. You're going to do a speaking competition. He's like, speaking competition? What? I mean, you know, because kids want to be athletes. They want to play sports. You're going to speak, Leslie. What? So she forced him into something, and that ended up becoming his career. And he went undefeated for five consecutive years in debates and public speaking. That's awesome. And that teacher is the one who pushed him. But, Chubb, talk to me about the relationship you have. Think, think about one of your clients you work with. Okay. Think about all those clients that are really having the wins. And I think about, um, I'm going to go, I want to talk, I want to talk about Guy Shepard. Because ah, super Guy, Guy Shepard is just a wonderful man, and you're always bragging on Guy Shepard and his team. But at the same time, you, you have the mentor relationship with Guy. Absolutely. Talk to me about that. What does that relationship look like, and how do you build that trust? Well, it starts with communication, right? Letting him know. As we get to know each other uh, in, the, in the beginning, this is about a year and a half ago. We've been working together for quite a while now. Um, but making sure that he understands where my heart is. My heart is to help him grow his business and achieve his goals. And we know the proven systems, and that's why he decided to work with us, right? So it's all about communicating what, you, uh, what, it, what you're trying to accomplish with the person and then always being there, being consistent to build that trust, right? And so now, like you were just saying, the relationship I have with Guy, it is he's super coachable, super open to feel feedback and he wants that he yearns it. he's super excited every time i talk to him he goes is it thursday morning already again i'm so pumped and we just dive into it because he trusts that the system works and he knows that i have his best interest at heart dr sibley as a as a chiropractor over there dr john sibley.com that's dr john sibley.com you've been treating patients for over 20 years um you've treated uh, uh patients such as wayne gretzky i mean you've worked with some big names a great one um you help people that have arm pain carpal tunnel fertility issues, shingles, migraines, neck pain. I mean, you deal with so many uh, ailments. And this is this is what I think the customer's thinking. And you help me sort through this, okay? Okay. At first they go, what he wants me to do is he wants me to commit to a monthly adjustment because he wants to get paid forever. And then you are trying to help people stay in alignment and to not drift out of alignment. But there's a cynical mindset. Anytime there's a mentor or a coach or somebody helping you, that what they're doing is they're just trying to get in your pocket every month. Can you explain your genuine reason, your rationale, why you want to see your patients once a, once a, once a month or more to keep them in alignment? I'm just kind of explain what that looks like. Well, if you do have degeneration in your spine, arthritic changes, degenerative disc disease, these kind of things, they're not going away. They're manageable. Sometimes they're not curable. So in order to manage those things, you need to come in maybe a month, every two months, whatever that case may be, whatever keeps you comfortable. And I'm not anti-drug, but if we don't need to take them and we can use a more conservative treatment protocol, then you need to come in once a month. How do you establish with the patient that they should trust you? How do you establish, how do you get them to trust you? How do, how do you, because you, you've been doing this forever. You have a huge list of clients that work with you and trust you. How do, how do you build that trust? I go in and talk to them about their problem and I tell them this is not a dark hole here that you're going to fall into and never surface again. We're going to do a specific treatment protocol examination all of the things that we need to do so that I will have some kind of idea as far as time goes 
so I can make a specific treatment program for you and your condition. It's just not a cookie-cutter kind of world here. When you make the specific uh, protocol for that patient, that's preparation that people can't see. Correct. And on page 29 of Failing Up, Leslie Odom talks about the power of preparation en route to becoming the lead character in the, in the Broadway uh, phenomenon called, um, called Hamilton. He writes here, he says, On the way up, there's plenty you can do on your own. There's a great deal in these pages about how to make the best use of an hour of private life. The time you work, he says, the work you put in when no one is watching will matter far more than the work you do when the cameras are rolling. The private hours of work you dedicate in the dark will be their own testament when you're finally standing in the light. Oh, I'm going to read that again. He says, in the private, he says, the private hours of hard work you dedicate in the dark. It's so dark in here. <laughs> the private hours of hard work that you dedicate in the dark will be their own testament when you're finally standing in your light. Oh, man. Chup, the grind. I don't think a lot of people realize the grind. People say, Clay, what's the best way to write a book? And I say, well, the key is you want to start at 3 a.m. Yeah. Every day. And write. And write. <laughs> to sit down and write. I mean, I'll, I'll, I can show you technically what to do, yes. And I, and I do that with my clients a lot. But to actually do it, I mean, you got to go can, uninterrupted for about five to six hours. Can I take this right into a very practical thing for business owners? Real yes. Fast? Okay, what he's talking about right there, it's basically the mindset of practice until perfect, right? You need to do this with your sales team, business owner, business manager. You need to have them role play with your scripting. You need to have them role play their customer interactions. Those are the work. That's the work they're doing in the dark. That way, then when they're on the sales stage, they're good to go. It's so absolutely powerful that you put in the work when no one's watching. You've got to put in that grind. If you don't put in the grind, it's going to get bad. I'm just telling you, you've got to put in that grind. And the thing about the grind is no one's going to be there to push you if you're a business owner. You have to push yourself. True. Chuck, one of our clients we work with, a great advertiser, is Platinum Pest and Lawn. Their phone number is 918 376 Five, seven. And the reason why I like working with Platinum Pest is these guys work, they grind when no one else is looking. That's these right. guys work super hard. Chup, tell us about their, their tell us about what they can do for all the, all the listeners out there. So they got all kinds of pest and lawn services, but right now they're running a special uh, for a free termite inspection. And they're if you if they find some uh, termites, they're going to do $200 off your termite treatment. Whoa. $200 off with a free inspection, okay? 918-376-0857. 918-376-0857 to call these guys or visit them at platinum-pestcontrol.com. That's platinum-pestcontrol.com. Get your free termite inspection or two dollars off your first termite treatment again you can get a hold of them at 918-376-0857 wow platinum pest check them out we'll be back after the break three two one boom you are now entering the dojo of mojo and the thrive time show Thrive Time Show on the microphone. What is this? Top of the iTunes charts in the category of business. Drilling down on business topics like we are a dentist. Providing you with mentorship like you are an apprentice. And we go so fast that you might get motion sickness. Grab a pen and pad to the lab. Let's get in this. It's time to bear some fruit like some Florida oranges. Three, two, one. Here come the business ninjas. Sonic Boom. 
All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to The Conversation. It is the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And on today's show, what we're doing is we are breaking down some of the words of wisdom you can find in the best-selling book, Failing Up, by Leslie Odom Jr. You might be saying to yourself, who's Leslie Odom Jr.? I think I've heard that name. Uh, He burst onto the scene in 2015, originating the role of Aaron Burr in the Broadway musical Hamilton. Uh, He has gone on to uh, perform at the White House for the Obamas. He's won a Tony Award for the Best Leading Actor in a Musical. And he now travels around with a band performing all all, all around the country. It's Leslie Odom Jr. But his book is so good. And we turn to his book to page 82. 82 from the book Filling Up, which everybody should go buy. you got to buy this book. It's an incredible book. He says here, 60% of conservatory. Now, he went to acting school, so the conservatory is a college for the study of classical music or the arts. So he says 60% of conservatory training happens in front of a mirror for one reason or another. All your dance classes, some of your voice classes too, all utilize the mirror as a means of teaching you how to self-correct. You learn a ton about yourself. There's no getting around it. The mirror is literal and figurative, and at some point, I seize the opportunity to begin to understand that the, the things that made me unique. I grabbed a hold of the opportunity to become the best version of myself I could be. I never looked back. This is really, really powerful as a teaching point because he he learned to become an actor, uh, chop at a classical, you know, a school where he's studying classical music and the arts. Right. But if you're doing sales. You need to do what, Chup? You need to do what? You've got to block out time to uh, review those recorded calls. Yes. You've got to look in that mirror. You've got to- you got to record the calls. you got to record those calls, and you got to listen to them and get better, just like him watching himself in that mirror, doing whatever they were doing, dancing, singing, whatever that thing, that skill you're trying to get better at. If you don't watch yourself do it, then you're just kind of shooting in the dark. If you want to get better at um, football- Let's say, how do you do it? You watch game film. Right. If you want to get better at selling, you watch video footage of you selling. And I just see business owners not doing this. But I want you to understand there, Mr. Listener, if you go to Target, there's there's cameras up at Target, you know. If you go up to Walmart, there's there's cameras up. If you call American Express, the call is being recorded for quality assurance. I mean, we do uh, so much call recording in, in the world of successful companies. Successful companies all record their calls. They all analyze video footage. The top companies use video footage and audio recordings to get better. That's how they do it. The, 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 the mediocre companies, the companies that struggle, the ones that never get better, they have vague, esoteric trainings based upon broad principles and concepts, and at no point are they reviewing the actual performance of their salespeople. Right. So if you want to get better, I'm just telling you, that is a, that is a word of wisdom right there. That, that, that actually there is a, is a massive game changing idea. I think I think it's important though, Chuck, for everybody to understand that without recording, you're not going to make it. It's, you're not going to get better. You're not going to make it and you're not going to be able to scale, which is one of the most important things. You're not going to be, you're probably awesome. You are probably the sales machine. Right. The one that knows everything, the guru. The guru. But passing that torch on to your next level of salespeople, if you're not tracking what they're doing, if you're not training with them, if you're not reviewing their recorded calls and sales presentations, they're going to be saying some crazy stuff and guess what? They don't care about making the sales as much as you do. They're there to get a salary or a commission, not necessarily grow a company or a vision. Another example would be uh, page 41 of Failing Up by Leslie Odom Jr. Uh, He talks about preparation.
preparation. He's again, he's hammering home preparation and how how, how it's played into his success, how he got better. A lot of people think, oh, he's just talented. No, this guy prepared. He practiced. He writes here on page uh, 41 of his book. He says, standing in that line, which wrapped around the block, I was confident of only one thing. No one would be able to say that they loved this work of art more totally or purely than I. Preparation had made me fearless. I had no expectations. There's nothing like preparation to make you fearless. Oh, wow. Think about that. So he's auditioning for the show Hamilton, and he's saying there's a a huge line around the door because everyone wants to be in the the show. Everyone wants the part. But he's saying there's nobody in that line who's prepared more than me, so I'm going to get it. It's mine to lose, and the and the preparation has made me fearless. That is so important. I would ask you. I would. I would encourage you to ask yourself today: Are you preparing like you should be? Are you putting in enough preparation to win? Here's one area yeah. I see where a lot of people can do better at this. Yeah. When you're building, growing a business, your time is very valuable, right? Right. So th- certain small things that you perceive as small things can fall through the cracks. Preparing to lead your team through meetings is something that you absolutely must do as an owner or a manager. Right. You cannot schedule weekly or daily huddles or weekly meetings with your team and then show up on the fly just trying to make it up because they will know and it will kill the culture. It will kill the direction that you're going in the company. It is absolutely imperative that you prepare. You prepare, you prepare, you prepare. Prepare for your meetings. Prepare your sales team so they can sell. Don't practice on customers. Practice that selling. Right. Prepare your call center. Role put, play. Role play. Put in the time yes. and energy needed to prepare so that you can say confidently, confidently the, the, the competition might be good at a lot of things, but nobody has prepared more yes. than you. The next uh, uh, notable quote I want to break down is from page 44 of Leslie Odom Jr.'s book, Failing Up, which everybody should go by. He, re- he, re- he writes here, Every no you'll hear is a no on the way to your ultimate yes. You don't have a thing to be afraid of. He says, every no you'll hear is a no on the way to your ultimate success, to your ultimate yes. You don't have a thing to be afraid of. That, to me, is a powerful idea because I think a lot of people are afraid of failure. And we've talked about it earlier, but I want to hammer home this idea. If you, if you are afraid of failure and that keeps you from taking action, the irony is you're going to ultimately fail by default. So if you're afraid of failure, you're going to fail by default. That's a crazy idea, Chup. It is. And you have to have an action bias. That's we keep we preach this so much on the show at the conferences with our clients is that you have you have to push those fears to the side as an entrepreneur. You cannot be paralyzed by fear. You have to just take action and then learn from those mistakes if you make them, or better yet, learn from mentors so you don't make those mistakes. Now we talk about expectations so much on this show, but Leslie Odom Jr. on page fifty-two of this book, filling up, writes about expectations in an eloquent way that I think uh, deserves to be read here. He says, "From then on, this would be the bar against which I would measure all other." creative experiences. Does it feel as good as that felt? Do I feel the same sense of fulfillment as I felt during that time? Rent was, rent, it's R-E-N-T, rent was artistically fulfilling, culturally relevant, and commercially successful. It doesn't get any better than, it doesn't get any better than that in the world of entertainment, and it doesn't come around that often. It would be 15 years or so until I found my way into a piece of work that would hit all those key notes again. Think about this. So he actually, as a 17-year-old, tried out and got a part on a Broadway musical, on a Broadway show, 17-year-old, on the show Rent. 
and he said the rent was so heavily reviewed. Everybody loved it. It was in all the New York Times was writing about it. The Wall Street Journal was writing about it. It was on the cover of magazines. It was huge. Everyone loved it. And he said that was the expectation that he had the rest of his career now was like, okay, that's what a successful show should look like. That's the kind of thing I want to be a part of again. And I know for me, having had success, it's easy for me to then say by default, okay, I'm not going to have success. Here's what success looks like. And I need to be able to contrast where I am versus where I want to be. And I do that with businesses all the time because I know what success looks like and I know what failure looks like. And I contrast, okay, this is what success looks like in a call center. This is what failure looks like. What we're doing currently is failure. People will say, well, why do I need to put up call recording in my office, Clay? You say, because... Because that's a best practice. That's what you do. That's what American Express would do. That's what uh, Southwest Airlines does. That's what the big companies do is they record the calls. And you say, well, I don't know. I, don't, I just never done it before. I don't know. And see, you, you, there's a gap between the expectations of excellence and mediocrity in, in the call center. A website. A website needs to be WordPress-based and canonically compliant. And you might be unfamiliar with the word canonical. Well, the canonical is basically the, the agreed upon, the established rules that Google uses to ordain who gets to be top in Google. So your website has to be canonically compliant. And I know that because I have high expectations because I've seen the mountaintop of search engine optimization. And so I know where you're at versus where you want to be. And, I, and our coaches can point that difference out for you. We've had those expectations. I know what it's like to have a really, really good team of people in my office. I know what it's like to have really, really awesome people where you can't wait to go to work because everybody's awesome. I know what that feels like, and I also know what it feels like to be surrounded by idiots. <sighs> and so I know the best practice systems that you need to apply and implement to find great people, and I also know the worst practice, which happens by default. And so Leslie Odom is pointing out that he had a blessing in disguise. He had a blessing as a young age by being able to see a great show. He was able to then 17 years later help make another one. And so, but you have to, Chuck, that's why studying great companies is so important. That's why listening to the podcast is yeah. so important. That's why studying great businesses, Chuck, it's so important. Well, you don't have time in your life to learn everything, right? We don't have time to learn everything. So as we talk about all the time, you learn from mentors or mistakes. And these case studies can be your mentors in that situation. Clay, um, on the topic of expectations you were just going over, right? talk to me about some uh, issues you've seen in the past with maybe some clients or something you've done in the past where you set bad expectations for your client and how to avoid that as a business owner. Um, I think when I first started the DJ business, I set bad expectations. I didn't, um, I didn't, I didn't clarify what I could, what I would do, and what I wouldn't do. And so we, you know, I was very clear that we provided unlimited time on the day of your wedding. So from the time the reception starts until you want to go home, that was clear. I provided sound and lights, that was clear. I provide. I told them I would play all the songs they requested. That was clear, but I didn't clarify the boundaries of the requests. Okay. And so I remember going to uh, Booker T High School to DJ their prom, and the event sponsor uh, asked me to play songs that were very, very inappropriate for humans to listen to. <laughs> like they were really, really bad songs. Okay. And, and it's a prom, and I don't care, um, you know, how much you're paying me. I'm not going to play. The music, some nasty stuff for some kids. That you want, 
if it's uh, offensive yeah. to my morals. I'm not going to do it. And so I, um, you know, got to the show and the event sponsor wanted me to play the songs and I told him I'm not going to do it. And it almost got violent because he's like, you're going to do it. I'm paying you. You're going to do it. And I said, I'm not going to do it. And I don't care if you're paying me and I'm be happy to refund you. So I DJed an event for free without playing his songs. Yeah. And I didn't hear the end of it for a long time it's crazy um another example would be um elephant in the room it's a men's grooming lounge not a lesbian hangout it's a men's grooming lounge not a lesbian hangout so if you're a lesbian and uh or you're a gender bender i'm not really going to sit there and debate with you religious things and political things i just it's a men's only haircut place and a lot of people want to bring in their lesbian friend just to see what happens and then they'll go on facebook and, and claim that i'm a nut uh, that i'm a nut job is the new one or a crazy person or um people will want to get a haircut for free we do half off for veterans uh, we do discounts for veterans we don't do free and you'll get people that want free and then they attack you on social media and so the, we always try to clarify those expectations but even when doing so you're still going to be attacked a little bit. I mean, sure. you're still going to get some attacks, regardless of how good you are at clarifying those expectations. When we come back from the break, we're going to get more into the life and times of Leslie Odom Jr., and we're breaking down his best-selling book called Failing Up, How to Take Risks, Aim Higher, and Never Stop Learning. Again, go, go get that book. Get, get the book during the break. Buy it on Amazon. It's Failing Up, How to Take Risks, Aim Higher, and Never Stop Learning by Leslie o Odom Jr., the star character from the Hamlet. Hamilton Broadway show. Stay tuned. To claim your tickets to the Thrive Time Show two-day interactive business workshop for free, all you have to do is to subscribe to the Thrive Time Show on iTunes, leave an objective review, and send us confirmation at info at thrivetimeshow.com. To claim your star in the National Star Registry, eh, we can't help you. Thrive Nation, welcome back to The Conversation. It is the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the former U.S. SBA Entrepreneur of the Year, and uh, I am sent here on a mission to help you get into a great position. And one of the things I do is I read a copious amount of autobiographies and biographies because when you read an autobiography uh, written by somebody who's very successful, you get a chance to hear about their struggle that, that, that created the strength they now have. You gain strength through struggle. And you can learn through the life uh, stories of other people what they went through to get to their success. And our, our world has such a way, um, such a habit of cheering for somebody like Leslie Odom Jr. when they appear on Hamilton in the shows of success. They don't uh, tend to do shows about Leslie Odom Jr. before he had success. They don't talk about the six years that the team spent writing the show Hamilton. They don't talk about the fact that he really didn't have success in his career until he was 36. He's one year younger than I am, and he really didn't have success, I guess, until he was 33. And they don't, they don't talk about that 33-year journey. And so he uh, has some great world, words of wisdom I want to break down from his book here, Failing Up by Leslie Odom Jr. Page 53, he writes, The interim years were filled with effort, some success, plenty of failure, and faith. Faith will deliver the reminder that disappointment and failure don't have to be fatal. In those times when you have done your best and still come up short, faith fills in the gaps between your reality and your and your dreams. Faith is what sustains you in the wilderness. 
Wow, that's a that's a big idea. Ooh. Faith is what sustains you in the wilderness. I think, uh, Chuck, this is a big this is a big concept for a lot of people. I think a lot of people really struggle because they try something and it doesn't work immediately, and then they retreat. Right. And I don't. I'm trying to help you, Mr. Listener. I don't know um, what it's like to try something and then t- to quit in business because I just I don't even understand it. Like I, and I, if I'm if I'm going to start a business, I'm not stopping until it wins. Well, there's a difference between quitting and then changing directions, right? Right. Me- tracking, measuring. I've never started a company where we haven't changed directions. That's the whole point. I think a lot of times people they have this vision of how something's going to go, and when that road runs into a wall, they never veer left or right. They just run into that wall, and they don't know what to do. You're going to run into a wall. You, you start have- a business, you're going to run into a wall. Now, as a business coach, I can say we can steer you clear of most of those walls. Right. That's what I was going to say is with the somebody like with us, there's a proven path that you've got to have faith in. And you made that choice. If you're a client out there, you're listening to the show right now to have faith in these systems because they're proven and we know they work. Let's so do this. Let's talk about um, the, the float tank people. Let's do it. Talk about her, her story, how coachable she is, and some of the things that you've seen just awesome wins for her. Yeah, so so her name's Deb Worthington. They own uh, she owns H Two Oasis Float Center and Tea House in Tulsa, Oklahoma, here at the Farm Shopping Center, and she is passionate about her her business here, and she really believes in how it can help people mentally, help them physically with pain. You float inside this tank, and basically her history is she was a marketing person. She worked for the Tulsa World for the long time, and she came into um, our coaching relationship with a open mind, and she knew, hey, I've seen what these guys can do. I've seen what they've done with their own businesses. Now I want to take these principles and put them into mine. And we are getting a crazy amount of web leads. They're increasing the traffic into the store, you know, 250 to 300 web leads in the first couple months of working with us. It's, it's amazing. And now the really cool thing is she's really hammering in on the accountability and the management side of her business. And it's really exciting to see her move into that kind of the lane of the business and really take control of it. And now we're going to have to put in uh, accountability layers to help her scale our company. You know, right. call recording will need to happen. We're going to need to put camera systems she up for security. She just sent me a screenshot of her cameras up. Her camera system's up and running. Super excited. So shout out, Deb. Good job But because that. we know the proven path, she can have faith that if she applies the system, it's going to work. Exactly. But Leslie Odom Jr. gives you a little tip here on page 54 of his book. He talks about self-belief. And he says, the biggest break is the one you will give yourself by choosing to believe in your vision and what you love and in the gifts that you have to offer the waiting world. That's worth repeating. He says, the biggest break is the one you will give yourself by choosing to believe in your vision and what you love and in the gifts you have to offer the waiting world. I think a lot of folks are afraid to believe in themselves because in our culture we're supposed to be the most humble guy right in every room so i'll just give an example of this i have faith in my beliefs i i I have belief in myself i have faith in myself I i believe in myself and there's areas of my life where i know i'm not awesome so let me just give an example if you said i'm looking for a guy to go out and have pizza with i'm not your guy if you said, I'm looking out, I'm looking for a guy to go to a movie with, I'm not your guy. If you said, I would like to go, uh, I'd like to go golfing, skiing, hiking, um, to a basketball Swimming. to a basketball game, to a football game. I'd like to go, I'd like to do something with somebody. I'm not your guy. I prefer total isolation all the time, except for when I'm working. Um, why? 
I got a whole bunch of reasons why, but that's just me. I don't, I don't, I'm not your guy. But I'm really, really good at coaching businesses and perhaps the best there's ever been outside of Bill Campbell. Now, Bill Campbell is the business coach for Steve Jobs, uh, Jeff Bezos uh, with Amazon, uh, business coach for uh, Larry and Sergey with Google. But I, I could just point to the scoreboard and give you tons of examples like, you know, phone doctors or Tip Top Canine or Full Package Media or, or Oxyfresh or, or Elephant in the Room or the different companies that I've coached with. I could just and I could I could point to examples of, of the growth and how we do it and how we grow an average of 30 times faster than the average American business. But I, I also am self-aware enough to know what I'm not good at. I'm not good at being the most humble guy at your business networking event because I am not going to go to your business networking event. But if I did go and someone got up there and said, well, do you, is your program good? Because people always like to ask that. Is your program good? Or how do you compare no, no, to the other guys? terrible. <laughs> I say our haircut experience elephant in the room is three times better than the nearest, com- nearest competitor. Why? Your first haircut's just a dollar. So don't believe me. Go in and try it. And they go, what? And I said, it's three times better than our nearest competitor. So go in. There's a dollar. You can try it out. Elephant in the room. Check it out. We have three locations in Tulsa. We're franchising soon. And when people see that, they see that I am actually confident because I have prepared and I know that I'm correct. Right. It unnerves some people. Wait a minute. So again, I've just say, I have to know what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. And then my confidence comes from knowing that I have prepared in the area where I want the confidence. In the areas I'm not good at, I don't have any confidence. I do not have any confidence that I would have a good vacation with you. Chup, we have an incredible sponsor that I have a lot of confidence in, though, Dr. Sibley, because he's been on our show quite a bit. And uh, he was been the uh, chiropractor of choice for Wayne Gretzky. The great he's been one? serving Tulsa for 20 years. Tell the good listeners there about our good friend, Dr. John Sibley. Well, you can have a little bit of faith because he was named the 2017 Tulsa Chiropractor of the Year by Top Doctor. Oh. Okay. These same day appointments, Top short doctor. to no wait times, full service. They accept most insurance plans. You want to get a hold of Dr. Sibley, you can go to drjohnsibley.com. D R J O H N S I B L E Y.com. Drjohnsibley.com. Or just call him. 918-749-5741. That's 918-749-5741. If you're suffering from allergies or arm pain or neck pain, back pain, numbness, knee pain, pain. Nerves, there's so many things that he can help you out with. So again, reach out, Dr. John Sibley over there at 51st and Harvard, 918-749-5741. Boom. Attend the world's best business workshop led by America's number one business coach for free by subscribing on iTunes and leaving us an objective review. Claim your tickets by emailing us proof that you did it and your contact information to info at thrivetimeshow.com. Thrive Nation, welcome back to The Conversation. It is the Thrive Time Show on your podcast download. For all the listeners in Tulsa, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, uh, but I want to tell you thank you. Um, We are now in the top five uh, in iTunes uh, right now in the category of business uh, on the iTunes uh, podcast charts. Now, in the category of all podcasts, of which there are 530,000 podcasts in the world, we now rank where, Mr. Chup? Uh, Number 50 56. Oh, 56. 56. 56. Who's above us? Do you who's know who's above, above us? us? Yeah, there's a bunch of people above us. Let's see. In the or who's business, below us? Tell us who's below in us. In the business that category, feel better. we've yeah. got yeah. Uh, the Gary V Show. We've heard of that guy. Oh, Gary. he's below us? He's below us. Oh, nice. There. Okay. Tim Ferriss, he's below us. What about in all categories? In all categories? Okay, yeah, who's get, below us? Let me get switched Build, build up here. my confidence. Don't tell me who's 
up us yet. I gotta. Okay. I'll, okay. I'll, we'll get into that in just a second. Okay, but let's go. Let me find who this. is below. Uh, okay, us. we've got Invisibilia, an in, in NPR uh, podcast that's super popular. Okay, we've got up first. I've heard of those guys. We've got you missed in history class. There's some really big history uh, podcasts out there right now. Here, like I said, Gary V, the Tim Ferriss show. We've got the Rachel Maddow show. We've got Remade in America. Give me something we all know. We all know there's a bunch of comedy podcasts. So there's a Bill Burr podcast that we're ahead of. Okay, let's keep the Tony Robbins. Podcast. Yeah, Tony Robbins. Yes, they're at one ten. He's at one ten down there. So Woo! heard of that guy? Woo! Woo! Sorry, I'm excited. Okay, I, I'm excited too. Of of all of the podcasts in the world, we're number fifty six. There we go. Crazy. Pretty right. crazy. Now, we're reading here from a book called "Failing Up" by Leslie by Leslie Odom Jr. I'm breaking it down. If you have not bought this book, you have to do it. The book is incredible. I read it when I was on, when I was on vacation on St. Pete Beach, Florida. It was just such a good book. Leslie Odom Jr. burst onto the scene in 2015 originating the role of Aaron Burr in the Broadway musical phenomenon known as Hamilton. Uh, he's gone on to uh, perform at the White House for the Obamas to win a Tony Award for Best Leading Actor. I mean, the guy is great. And his book is really, really good as well. And on page 59 of his book, I'm going to read here, he says, Talent isn't everything. Talent is nice. In some instances, it is a leg up. But it's only a part of what you'll need for success, ultimately, hard work and perseverance are almost more important. It's possible to marry a meager talent to enduring success with a strong work ethic. It is just as possible to squander a major talent with laziness and inaction. Chubb, I feel like I need to read that again. It's please so good. Do, please do. It says, talent isn't everything. Talent is nice. That's good, by the way, because I, I make up for lack of talent with just tenacity, so that's good. In some instances, it is a leg up. It's only a part of what you'll need for success ultimately. Hard work and perseverance are almost more important. It's possible to marry a meager talent to enduring success with a strong work ethic. It is just as possible to squander a major talent with laziness and inaction. And uh, I, I see that all the time, yes, man. Yes. Where somebody has a ton of talent and they're just not putting in the effort. It's all too common, isn't it? I mean, you see it all the time from sports to business owners to actors to anybody. And it's typically they don't, I would say this, they don't have a coach or somebody in their life to give them that feedback. Would you agree with that? I do agree with that. I think it's so important if you're listening right now that you need to go out of your way, you out of your way right now, go out of your way if you own a business to gather reviews from your ideal and likely buyers. Yes. Okay, I'm telling you that, that that's a that's a move. And if you do that move, if you if you gather Google reviews from your sincere, ideal, and likely buyers, if you gather reviews, if you gather one review a day, every single day, for the rest of your existence, you are going to have massive success. You're going to have massive success because if you have a product that serves people, 88% of consumers make decisions based upon reviews. So if you go out there and do that, it's going to work. Now, the problem is that now you know what to do. Now you got to fight through three big issues there, Chuck. you got to fight through fear, Ooh, the fear of asking somebody and getting rejected. Yeah. And most people would rather do anything than to deal with fear. you got to just embrace it because guess what? You have to ask people because you got to get these Google reviews and you're going to get rejected. And that's just part of it. But you got to push through the fear. I'm telling through. you what to do, but you got to push through the fear, right? Another area that'll keep you from, from taking the action. I'm, if, if you're listening right now and you gather one Google review every single day from your ideal and likely buyers, your sales will just 
take off meteorically, assuming you have a real product and a real service because you're getting real reviews from real customers of that real product or service. That's my little disclaimer. You got to get reviews, right? But you have to fight through fear. The second is you got to fight through doubt. Doubt. Like, doubt's like, I wonder if it'll work. Will it? I wonder if it'll work. I don't want to waste my time getting reviews if it doesn't work. I don't, oh, gosh. I want to do it. I just uh, the, the have a doubt. Got to have faith, faith, faith. I got to have faith, the faith, the faith. faith. Got to get those reviews. Okay, so you got to have, you got to get, fight through the fear, fight through the doubt. And this third area, this is one, you got to fight through just laziness. Mm. And Chubb, I don't know how to explain it to listeners. So I'd like for you to, because you're a great business coach, you work with a lot of clients and you've helped a lot of your clients get into, get into gear mm-hmm. and to get some momentum going and to get off of, uh, they're kind of stuck on the couch. You help yes. them get going. What, what, what are some of the things you would say to your clients or how have you been able to coach your clients to fight that natural habit to be lazy? Well, I, first of all, I understand. I have those same feelings as well. You have a hard day at work. You've put up with managing a team and your employees or your customers' expectations and delivering your product and service. But what you have to do is fight that initial urge to just come home or go plop on a couch somewhere and block out actual time where you're going to work on your business to grow it. Okay, your business is not going to systemize itself. You're not going to be able to scale without putting actual time and effort into it. Therefore, by default, it's not going to happen. So you've got to be proactive with your schedule. Saturday mornings, Sunday mornings, whatever that thing is, you've got to find the time when you can actually do the things that you're going to need to do when other people might be feeling a little bit lazy. And then remember, once you start doing things and you know that other people are being lazy, that gives you a sense of confidence. When you're doing things up by, we get up early at Thrive Time Show all the time. We'll record early. We're at work early. And it's a really Show awesome outlines feeling. outlines are early. Yeah. It's an awesome feeling to know that you're up grinding away, doing what needs to be done when nobody else is. Go go uh, get up early and then run and grab a coffee at three in the morning i just think it's so (laughs) i think it's so important out there if you're listening and you're saying you don't have time to get something done you know lee cockerell the former executive vice president of walt disney world resorts told me personally and he wrote it in his book called time management magic he said the biggest excuse that people make for not getting done what they were supposed to get done is they say i ran out of time and so you've got to have that grind needed to be successful. And if you read Leslie Odom's uh, Leslie Odom Jr.'s book, you're going to discover that he grinded for a long time. He, at age 17, he was able to land uh, a, a part on a Broadway called Rent, a Broadway show, and he did great on the show Rent. But then he basically went through the wilderness of acting, taking weird, small jobs, and until the age of 33, he never really got that shot again. Yeah, it's almost double the time. But he had to continue grinding that entire time. And and Chup, I think about um, one of our clients who's a huge grinder, and that's Williams Contracting. That's exactly right. Travis and his guys over there, these guys, what they do is they help Northeastern University, Care First Pharmacy, Northside Vet Clinic, Okmulgee County Jail, the Hilldale Public Schools. They help these people build buildings. They add on to buildings. If, you, if you're listening right now and you have a commercial building project and you're looking for a fair and accurate uh, bid or a quote with no nonsense, we're not going to screw around with you and quote you a low price and then crank up the price later, call our friends at Williams Contracting at 918-682-5511. 918-682-5511. That's will-con.com. Will-con. That's C-O-N.com. Stay tuned. Attend the world's best business workshop led by America's number one business coach for free 
by subscribing on iTunes and leaving us an objective review. Claim your tickets by emailing us proof that you did it and your contact information to info at thrivetimeshow.com. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the former U.S. SBA Entrepreneur of the Year, sent here on a mission to get you into a great financial position. And what we're talking about today is we're breaking down the book uh, written by Leslie Odom Jr. called Failing Up, How to Take Risks, Aim Higher, and Never Stop Learning. Uh, who's Leslie Odom Jr.? Uh, he burst onto the scene in 2015, originating the role of Aaron Burr in the Broadway musical phenomenon known as Hamilton. Since then, he's performed for sold-out audiences and sung for the, the Obamas at the White House, and he won a Tony Award for the Best Leading Actor in a Musical. And on page 77, he writes, I had the time of my life at Carnegie. I learned and grew in ways that, that are still revealing themselves to me. I made lifelong friends. My professors taught me method and process. They taught me craft. Craft makes you reliable, and reliability gets you work. Oh, oh that right there. He says, my professors taught me method and process. They taught me craft. Craft makes you reliable, and reliability gets you work. And I just, I, I, I don't know how to um, communicate this idea with enough passion without coming across like I'm a, somebody with a psychological impairment. So I'm going to go for it. When, okay. you, when you work at a job, you're not working for the boss. You're working for yourself. So the most selfish thing that you could do at a job, if you, if you don't like your job and you want to get promoted to a new job or get hired away to a different company, the best thing that you could do is get to work early and stay late and over-deliver. And I'm not talking about generating false hours. We had somebody on our team at Elephant in the Room a few years back who actually got to work early and stayed late and then clocked in. So every week they had like 48 hours. Okay. And I'm like, so we're paying them overtime for work that we didn't ask for. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying you want to get to work early and stay late. You want to do, do more you want to offer, you want to provide more service than the person paid for. You want to provide a better product than what they paid for. You want to provide better than you said because when you over deliver, you always end up getting overpaid. And I can give you really basic examples. Like when I worked at Target and I just was starting to understand this idea, I thought, you know, as a game, just to test this method, I'm going to do it for 90 days. I'm not going to do it forever, but for 90 days, I'm going to try this method. So I was the first one to work and the last one to leave. I always just got there early, stayed late, worked, worked, worked. Previous to that, I was actually working. I was eating all the pretzels. I was probably one of the, one of the worst employees they had. <laughs> I was sarcastic. Before I had, I, and I encountered these, well, these principals right there at Target. And so my boss was always on me, always intense about how I wasn't doing my job right. Um, I was just getting in a lot of trouble. But then when I decided to over-deliver, I, I decided to start getting to work early and staying late and doing more than, was, than, I, was, than I was asked to do. And when I started doing that... It was amazing how, like, my boss never had to follow up with me. Oh, it's huge. I always got my stuff done on time. I didn't feel guilty all the time for not doing my stuff, and I got confidence. I, I developed confidence as a reward for doing more than I was supposed to do. And then one day, Todd Starkey came into the store, and Todd Starkey was the recruiter for a company called Tax and Accounting Software that was later acquired by Intuit. And uh, I'll never forget that. He just says, well, hey, why, why do you uh, work here? And I was helping the guy buy a video camera. And he says, well, why do you work here? And I said, um, because 
I'm trying to uh, earn enough money to start my DJ company. I work here at Applebee's and DirecTV. And he goes, I've just never seen somebody in this department work like this, dude. Your work ethic is awesome. And I'm like, well, thank you. And he says, you know, I'm in, I'm in charge of recruiting interns to work at tax and accounting software. How old are you? And I said, I think I said I was like 19 at the time, 19. And he goes, well, uh, what do you make per hour? What, what do they pay you per hour here? And I said, I don't remember the number. It was like $7 an hour, seven fifty or something. He goes, um, well, how about 15 an hour? And I'm like, yeah, I'd, I'd love 15 an hour. I'll what, take this what, red uh, shirt off right now. What, uh, what, what, what would I be doing? He goes, well, are you, are you uh, studying accounting in school, in school or what, what, what's your major? He, goes, he said, your major doesn't happen to be uh, accounting, does it? Or something like that. He's like, your major doesn't happen to be accounting, does it? And I go, absolutely. <laughs> That's my passion. And so, long story short, I did I did uh, a lie there, but I got that uh, uh, job. I got that internship. There you go. And I was the first guy at that interview. Got there early, stayed early. Got there, stayed early, stayed late. Worked really hard. Got promoted a few times. Got to be where I was making a really good amount of money per hour. And that was my first real opportunity that I created for myself as a result of over delivering. And I took that grind then into the DJ business. When I first started DJ Connection, I uh, reverted back to my old ways a little bit, and I just did only what I promised to do. So if I told the customer I'd be there at 5 o'clock to set up and 7 to start, and I would end at midnight, I would usually get there right at 5, start at 7, go until midnight. But once I started over-delivering and started getting there like at 4 o'clock, and then DJing until the, the till the wheels fell off, DJing until grandma went home. Once I once I started getting there way early, staying there early, I get getting there early, setting up, making sure I brought a Red Bull for the groom a lot of times, making sure that I stayed late, make sure I over delivered, make sure that I did more than I promised, offered a better product than I once once I once I started putting my passion into every show, I was DJing there for a while where I was good. But once I started putting my passion into every show, just unloading every ounce of energy I had every single time, making a huge deal about the grand introduction. I remember I used to do grand introductions like this. I'd say, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, if you'll stand to your feet here. Now, without any further ado, it is my pleasure to introduce to you Mr. and Mrs. Eric Job. And people are like, whoa, yeah. But then... Once I decided to over-deliver, this is how I did it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, family and friends, esteemed guests, please stand to your feet. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, men, ladies, stand to your feet. And now without any further ado, it is my pleasure to introduce to you, for the very first time, Mr. and Mrs. Eric Chow! And everyone's just going crazy. I'm like, Woo! And I'm right. just, and I'd bring that energy and people yeah. go, man, that was awesome. The cool thing about over delivery is it's little things like that, like bringing a Red Bull, just right. making that hyped up a little bit more. Um, the over delivery, I see a lot of people that we work with, they're, they're they're too hung up. Like, well, what is this over? What could I do? It doesn't have to be this huge thing. Uh, an example is I was working with a guy last week, and he's training somebody right now. And there's a p- portion of the job that they do that this person is not trained up enough, so it's kind of a waste. He's like, man, I just should I take him to the entire job and see me do this part? He could work at the beginning of the job that he's trying to figure out. And I said, hey, man, here's a little over-delivery move. When you get to that spot where the guy can't really help you out, 
Have him just clean up your customer's area in their shop. Have him grab a broom and just start sweeping up for 15 minutes. I'm telling you what, these uh, managers and owners are going to see your employee taking ownership of their facility like that. That is a huge wow factor. That's a huge over delivery for something that is as easy as picking up a little broom for your client. It works. It works. You have to over deliver. And if you're a, a if you want to be an owner, this is this is the cycle. This is the, the cycle. We start off as an employee, and if you want to move up from an employee to a manager. You have to over-deliver. And eventually, when you don't need to be managed, they'll ask you to become the manager. Now, when you're the manager, you have to over-deliver and, and exceed the performance goals of the company. You have to ex- exceed the performance goals of the company. Do, do a better, uh, bring in more money, have better, more, more cleanliness, more sales, just better service. And once you exceed the, the expectations, usually someone will ask you to become a partner, in a law firm, a junior partner, they'll ask you to, if you want to invest and be an owner, they'll you'll get promoted to another job, or you'll start your own business. Or another venture with the current owner. Right. right? They may have some right. other thing. You'll get promoted. And then when you have a business, if you're self-employed, that means that you own a job. So now you got to work really, really hard again because now right. you own the job and there's no backup plan. When you're sick, there's no one you can call to fill in for you because right. you're self-employed. Then if you really, really grind as a self-employed person and you build that great work ethic, you'll start to attract people that want to work with you. People that want to work with you. No one wants to work for somebody who's lazy, but once you get to that level where you're grinding, then people want to work with you. And when they want to work with you, now you're going to build a company. You're going to build an organization. Not just You're not just a self-employed plumber in a truck doing plumbing. You're a guy who owns a plumbing company. A business owner. And then once you, just, once you keep grinding and grinding, then pretty soon you have multiple businesses, multiple companies, and that's how it happens. But that work ethic that Leslie Odom Jr. talks about in his book, Failing Up, is where it all starts. And there's, a, there's one of our listeners and one of our show sponsors that, if nothing else, these guys have an unbelievable work ethic. And that's the folks at RC auto specialist chup these guys are incredible you don't get 80 years of combined experience without having a bit of a work ethic oh right? yes these guys if you've got any problems they're specialized in fords and ford power spoke uh, power stroke diesel service so if you have a problem with your suspension and alignment heat and air systems fleet service having issues with your battery anything that you have an issue with with your vehicle you can take it to these guys rcautospecialist.com call them today 918 918- 8728115 again 918-872-8115 RC Auto Specialist and one of the really cool things i like about these guys is they actually are proud partners with Little Loves these guys go across the globe helping provide food and clothing shelter and education to orphans all over the planet you know if you have not yet purchased Failing Up by Leslie Odom Jr do it today and as we always do i want to end with a boom here we go 3, Three two, 2 1 boom, boom. 